It's also about having fewer things go wrong and having some cross-accountability on the team to understand how things are going and what we can do to be proactive about making sure that things either improve or continue to go well. Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is The Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 lead gen strategies checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Galen Lowe. Galen is the co-founder of The Digital Project Manager, a training community hell-bent on sharing knowledge to amplify the value of responsible project management in a digital world. Over the past decade, He's worked at boutique agencies, large consultancies to help shape and deliver human-centered digital transformation initiatives in government, healthcare, transit, and retail. Galen, welcome to the program, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Such an honor. Yeah, man. Uh, So project management is, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a hot topic. It's a painful topic, I think, for a lot of our our listeners. They're like, ah, if only I could hire another project manager, all would be well Mm -hmm. in the world, right? I guess what what got you into this field? What what was what got you excited about managing projects? Oh man, I mean, very quick origin story. Like many project managers in the digital agency space, I just fell into it by accident. I was that person working at an agency and someone was like, "Hey, you're pretty organized. You communicate well. How about you lead all of the projects?" And I was like, young and I was like, "Okay, sure. Yeah, let's do that." So here I am like juggling like 25 projects and In fairness to the owner-operators there, they were like, great, now we can step away and we can grow our business. And they did. And I I looked at it and I was like, you know what? What I'm doing here is great. Eventually, I went on to other roles like account management and uh, business development um, and then more into sort of the sales side. But I, I kept coming back to project management because... Fundamentally, it's the engine room. It's where things are happening. It's where all the collaboration is happening. And in the digital world, there's so much new stuff happening all the time. And it's just, it's exciting. You're fighting fires, you're solving problems. And for me, my perspective was, I am making an impact on the business. And then I started reaching out and we started this community and I I have conversations with project managers all the time, many many of whom are in the agency space. And they just didn't have the same experience as me. They were like, no, I'm backstage. I don't talk to clients. You know, like, I don't know if I impact the business. I check things off a list. Like people don't see the value I deliver. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Not everyone had the experience I had, which also means not every agency is benefiting from the way that the agencies that I've worked for have. And it's been instrumental in the growth because it is the engine room. And I'm like, this is something these two conversations need to connect, right? Agency owners and operators need to understand the value of project management and how to get the most out of it. And project managers need to understand what their strategic value is. Because a lot of the PMs I talk to, they're like, I want to be more strategic. Sometimes they mean do less paperwork or do fewer menial tasks. But in practice, there is a way for project managers to be more strategic 
within the confines of project management, I'm not asking anyone to wear dozens of hats, even though that does happen in the agency world. And there is a way for them to kind of have that as part of the role. So as an agency owner, I, I would say, yeah, like there's more that can be done with project management, especially in the, in the digital space. That's not really the traditional definition of project management or what a lot of folks expect from their project managers. They can do a lot more. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely want to, we'll get into that idea of more strategic in, in a minute here. I think that at a, at a very basic level, a lot of our audience is, I think there's a, a portion of them that have a dedicated project manager. And so this mm-hmm. idea of being more strategic is, is very interesting, I think, for those, those people. And I want to come back to them. But then there's also like, I'd say another group of people that the owner is, this is one of the hats that they wear. They're kind yes. of the de facto project manager in the business. They're move, you know, their account manager and their project manager. They're like moving the things forward. They're creating the ClickUp tasks, right? Maybe they've got team members that are helping to execute those or contractors, but they're primarily the one that like, when the project is not on track, they're the one that's like staying up at night thinking about mm-hmm. it, stressing about it, have maybe working on it. Um, and then there's some agencies I know that they have team members who might be sitting in a specific role, like developer, designer, that has also, you know, the owner has kind of either delegated or abdicated the responsibility to that team member and they don't have that full-time project manager. So mm-hmm. um, I think as we go through the conversation today, I want to think about those three like scenarios, like the owner project manager, the team member project manager, and then the full-time project manager. When would you say though, is the right time for an agency, maybe revenue people or some other like guideline of when they need to start saying, okay, I'm not the project manager. I got to have somebody else do this. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, a lot of the owner operators and the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, they're in the weeds. They see their value as being in the weeds and they haven't taken a step back yet. This is going to be more of a soft metric thing, by the way, for your listeners. Sure. (laughs) But they haven't taken a step back yet to understand the value of their time and what they could be doing if they weren't leading the project. They haven't even considered that. And I think that exercise is massive. And however you go about doing it, like there's no one right way to do it. But what is your value? What is what is your time worth? And is it worth as much when you're managing a project versus growing the business, right? That whole like working in the business versus working sure. on the business, I think is a massive um, lens to put on. Because otherwise, it just looks like an extra cost, yeah. right? You're like, okay, my business is, you know, my agency's bigger now. We're doing bigger projects. I guess I need to suck it up and just, you know... Spend the money to get a project manager. And it's like, a, ugh, oh man, like I need to hire, I need to add to headcount, my overhead. Like, what if I can't support this role? It adds to that stress. You're not sleeping at night. But if you're thinking about it and planning for it as, okay, that's taking this many hours off my plate. And yeah, I can still interface with my client because, you know, maybe it's more of a boutique feel and that's part of the service. But you don't have to be in the weeds doing yeah. all of the tasks and keeping an eye on everything and watching it like a hawk. And that extra time can be spent being more strategic as a business owner as well. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. 
Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. There's still like, uh, you know, and I love the, like, I mean, I, if you listen to like our coaching calls and our mentoring calls, you know, helping people work on the business versus in the business, I do feel like there is that real uh, short-term risk though of, I think people in practice know like, oh yes, I should spend my time on higher value stuff. But like there's short-term risk of bringing on a PM and knowing like, do I have enough work for them? Do I have enough, you know, mm-hmm. or are they just going to, they're going to come in and like, it, it's almost like if I had, and I, I hate to use like a house cleaner as the analogy here, but if I haven't cleaned my house in a long time, the house cleaner comes over and like, maybe it, it would take them a full day. But then like, mm-hmm. if they clean the house every two weeks, that second and third, like by the fifth time, like they're coming in and it's like a 90 minute job. Exactly. And if I ask them to come live with me, my house would be impeccable, but like I imagine it would be kind of expensive to have a house cleaner like living with me 40 hours a week, right? But and I I feel like there's a lot of agencies that are maybe in that space. Like their house is kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. If they hired a PM today, it would be like a couple of days' work to like unstick the situation. And then you'd have this person who most of the time is just not doing anything because they've mm-hmm. like, they fixed the mess and then like they do need to tidy up every once in a while. But like really they're maybe working like five hours a week. No, absolutely. And I think, first of all, great analogy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it maps, uh, especially with the roles that we talked about at the beginning, right? So maybe the next step, right? You're juggling all these projects. Maybe the next step is not to hire a full-time project manager. There's lots of different options. There are freelance contract project managers you can bring on. Uh, and then there's that use case of, well, maybe there's someone else on the team. Maybe I can foster a culture of a self-managing project team. And I don't need a PM just yet. You know, the development uh, lead maybe is leading the build and they're kind of project managing that portion of the project. Or maybe the What, what the did you call that, that second one? The, so the, the self-leading... Yeah, just like a self-managing team. Self-managing you know, maybe team. Everyone's just on the same page. You've defined a way of working. Everyone is sort of savvy to the notion that projects need to be managed. And fundamentally, I have people come through our course all the time who are not project managers. They are just learning project management because they have informally become a project manager. They don't self-identify as a project manager. In fact, most of their time might actually be doing something else, uh, like account management or customer success or um, you know ops or you know, like development uh, or design. Uh, and I see a lot of that happening. But it's still important for those teams to understand project management and how that craft and how that art works, so that they're being, I guess, making responsible decisions for the business. Yeah. And but to swing back to what you said, I think yes, I know. I always come back to like the investment uh, in terms of cost. But the most effective thing you can do is plan for that investment of time. Like you said, that first day, that cleaner is going to come in. You're going to have to show them everything. It's going to take them all day. But if you can plan for that, then, I mean, you know, not to you know, like over-index on a teach a person to fish thing, but that's what it is, right? But you yeah. have to plan for it and think about it in advance and really be realistic about what that looks like, especially yeah. if you're that hands-on operator, like the owner-operator who probably never had to explain it to anyone else before. <laughs> it's going to be new. It's going to be hard. It's going to it's gonna be frustrating. And, and too, right? Like the first time I think I had somebody clean my house, it was like, 
I like, you know, I was like, I was like, what, like, what do I do while they're here? You know, like, cause like, like, <laughs> oh, like should, clean, I, right? should like, I be I'm cleaning kind of too? Right. Should yeah. I be with them? Right. You know, should I be cleaning along? <laughs> and I think it's like it, the, the pre-clean, right? Like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, they fix your click up situation or whatever. And then you're in there like doing their job. And mm-hmm. I think to go back to your, your prior point is that's not the point. The point is for it to free you up to go do like the bigger stuff. So like mm-hmm. for me personally, like I'm doing this big bike event this week and I, I'm just, we're, right we're running this analogy the whole episode, I think, uh, <laughs> Galen today. But like, you know, I've been training a lot for that event and I look at like where my time goes on the weekends. Primarily it's like hanging out with my kids, mm-hmm. riding my bike, getting my training in. I have somebody right now. It's like mowing my lawn, right? I, you know, it's like, you, know, you, got, you kind of look at where you spent time before. It's like, oh, I used to have to like go do all that stuff, but now I'm training for this thing, which is a big like life goal for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same thing goes with this type of a role in the business is that you've got to, like you probably should sit down and be a little strategic about it and, and, and say, hey, what am I going to do with that time if I have somebody in there, in there doing it? I, I do want to talk a little bit more about this self-managing team. Because I've heard from agencies where they put the project management onus onto team members that aren't technically PMs. They're kind of stuck between this like almost like reverse Goldilocks zone where they don't have enough money to hire a dedicated PM. But then the team is like, I'm not a project manager. Right. You know, why would you expect this project to be launched on time? I'm not a PM, right? Why? I don't know how to project. You know, they kind of like... I don't want, I mean, to say totally cop out, but there's a little bit of that, right? Where you have team members that don't like project management. They just want to be a developer. They just want to be creative. Like, what do you do about that person? How do you help them be effective and keep them, but not, yeah. I love that question. And I think, you know, you said it at the top, right? Project management isn't really this hot topic. It's not sexy. In fact, it's actually probably painful for a lot of people. And it sounds boring to somebody who is not a project manager. So until such time as you have someone on board who like feels really passionate about delivering projects, I kind of frame it up as what I came, what, what I was saying in my origin story, which is that like, this is about collaboration. This is not project management. That's such a, it's, it's a, it's a term that's imbued with so much boringness. Uh, and it sounds flat and uninteresting to a lot of people, but like, managing and leading the collaboration process, like, that is cool. Like, that is what a lot of people want to build skill around. It's teamwork. It's about being organized. It's about being strategically, like, business-oriented. It's all of these things that people don't normally think of when they think of project management. They're like, oh, you want me to do status reports? Like, that's not on my... That's not part of my JD. Sorry. Yeah. Um, But if it's like, hey, could you, like, just work with the team, find a way of working, get aligned, you know, figure out how we're measuring success on this project... Communicate that passion out to the clients. Like, keep everything on deck. Like, figure out what your success criteria are, and like, let's all just rush towards this vision. Let's like move towards a vision. It's not about I'm making you do an extra job. It's mm. about I'm going to support you and maybe even give you some training so that this collaboration goes smoothly and isn't painful. Like, that's fundamentally what the role of a project manager should be, whether or not they have a title like project manager or just design lead. And also the person who is kind of the sharp tip of the spear from a project leadership um, lens. Yeah. So in that space, how do we help people be more strategic in their PM? I mean... I would say it's kind of fundamentally about, and I like boiling it down to ways of working because I think that's all it is. It's 
building a culture of working the same way and in an organized way and valuing the, you know, the right things that are important to your business. And for a lot of folks, that's going to be profitability. I understand that. For a lot of folks, that's going to be like timeline, right? Resourcing, making sure that when one team rolls off one project, they're ready to take on the next one. But it's also about just having fewer things go wrong and having some cross accountability on the team uh, to understand how things are going and what we can do to be proactive about making sure that things either improve or continue to go well. Which is kind of my blurry way of saying, just get people excited about working together, that it, there should be a framework. That mm. it's not just we we do our thing and then the dev team does their thing and QA does their thing, but like build a cohesive culture of getting things done. And actually, I would say like give folks the training on the business. Don't give them an MBA. But a lot of folks that I have seen throughout my career who are not in necessarily like business roles, they don't always get given the context of like, mm. if this doesn't go live on time, here's what's going to happen, right? Or if we haven't done this thing in time, or if this thing is done incorrectly, or if we haven't talked to this person first, then things are probably going to go sideways. And it's just that. And I, I, I honestly, I don't think that there's enough training out there for what I, what I call, I call these folks the informal PMs, right? They're people who did not aspire to become project managers and that's not their job, but they do find themselves managing projects. And then what? And sure, you could probably jump on YouTube or, you know, Udemy or what have you. But I think an important piece of the puzzle might actually just be, you know what? I'm going to sign up my entire team of not project managers to do some project management training, knowing that they're going to go, I'm not a project manager. And you kind of balancing that out to be like, it's not about that. It's about how can we work together better? How can we all be business oriented? And how can we establish a way of working that's going to keep us competitive? Because all those things also equate to, I mean, from the, from the employee perspective, uh, just better job security, right? You're stuck in the business is going to succeed. The business is going to thrive. You're, you have a stake in that. You can help build it. You're part of building this process and the way that it works. And that's something that you can take to your next job too. I mean, assuming that you don't retire at that agency, which a lot of people don't <laughs> in certain parts of their career, um, then you can take that experience and say, yeah, I was a designer. I was a designer, but guess what? I also led projects. I also know how to do this. I also understand risk management. You know, I understand um, just like communication strategies and why is that, why that's important. And it's these things that actually they stack up to value. From an employee standpoint, they're going to be delivering a lot more value if they understand things better and feel passionate about them and feel supported. And even if they move beyond your agency, then they are still going to be more skilled uh, than the than the average person who is not doing these skills, who is not you know flexing this muscle of project management, who doesn't have that understanding of the business and how projects fit within that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I know if a lot of agencies told their team, hey, we're holding on project management training next week. How do you make that fun and exciting? Because I, I just, I, I can imagine a lot of people go like, well, I'm not a P. I, I just, I imagine I would not get, um, it, it would be a very different ask than, hey, we're all going to happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, uh, I'll say it out loud, like that first announcement or email or whatever, you announce it at a town hall, everyone's going to roll their eyes, 100%. Mm. But the thing is to look for training that is engaging, that is fun, that's practical. Yep. So like training that people are going to learn something every day that they can use tomorrow. But also, I find it really important to be able to use it to drive a conversation. The point is not to do training. The point is to have conversations about 
what has gone wrong in the past and how can we make it better together? And I find it's a little bit of venting, right? It's like give, give folks a forum to like talk about the problems that they face, give them the safety to like talk about the challenges that they're facing, to surface all of the issues that are probably hiding without this and get them aligned on being like, well, you know what? Like, even though whatever project management is boring, we did learn that skill in that, yeah. you know, hour long lesson, like on video that was actually kind of fun. And we can practice that skill t- tomorrow. Let's try it yeah. out. Let's try and, you know, take this one bit from project management and see if it solves a problem that we have. Because I guarantee you, I mean, the, yes, there's pain in project management. There's also pain in all of those folks delivering projects without actually getting recognized for it or feeling like they're, you know, they've been trained or supported enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, agency owners, are you looking for a strategic and reliable white label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e, the number two, msolutions.com forward slash u-g-u-r-u-s. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. You've mentioned a lot of things around uh, resourcing, accountability, risk management, communication strategies, you know, the team culture, profitability. Uh, I guess if, if you only had like one thing that you could spend time on with a team member this month, I mean, what's the area that you see as is kind of the, the biggest lift for non-project managers to learn? You know, it's funny and... I didn't think I'd say this, but right now, communication strategies, 100%. Um, a, because it's very portable. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty universal thing. It's not a project management thing. It's like strategic communications. But I find that when you get the non-PMs getting in there and they're like, great, I'm going to like, whatever, let me share an update about what's going on with the project. And like two and a half hours later, they're like, and that's what's going on with the project. And they've <laughs> given, they've, they've divulged too much information. They haven't like distilled it. They haven't unpacked it and they haven't reframed it back to the client as like, here's why you should care. Here's why it's impactful. And like, by the way, this thing that I'm telling you that may or may not happen in two weeks, like you're on the, I need you to be bought into the idea that you are also responsible for this. Like we need content from you. We need brand assets from you. And it's that like strategic communication, not just saying the right things, not just saying the nice things, not just being pleasant and likable, but being direct enough and frank enough and proactive enough to be able to say, here's what's going to be coming down the pipe and here's why you should care and here's what I need you to do. Because I find that that unlocks everything else. Because then you can talk about risk management. Because then you can talk about budget. Because then you can talk about timelines. And that client who maybe previously would have been like, I'm the client. I'm just always right. You're going to do whatever I say. I'm going to say, add this feature in. You're going to be like, that's scope creep. And I'm going to be like, well, too bad. Uh, fix budget. Sorry. And um, <laughs> and all of that's going to go wrong unless you can set that tone using communication because fundamentally, this is all about collaboration. And client or not a client, like just because they're giving you money doesn't mean that they're not part of the team, doesn't mean that they're not an integral piece of the puzzle, and doesn't mean that they don't need to know what's going on. So anyways, that's why I start with like communication strategies in a project context. Love it. Love it. I, I love just that. I mean, I think everyone listening can immediately think about 
maybe the confidence that they have with their team in even meeting with clients because they have that gap. They don't feel like their team, you know, they might they might feel like their team members might not know what to say to clients or how to help achieve that end goal. And um, I think as, if we can be aligned around that uh, as a team, that's going to be a much better outcome for the clients. This has been super fun, man. I, I love this topic. Um, we do got to jump to our lightning round. You got a minute to stick around with us for that? Absolutely. What is the best advice you've ever received? Definitely uh, make a decision. Whatever that decision is, even if it's wrong, make that decision and own it. That's carried me through my entire career. And I've made a lot of wrong decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? I think just being fascinated by people. Um, I go in every day and I'm not just a good talker. People will say that. But I genuinely am fascinated by humans. So I want to talk to them. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) Our resource, (laughs) the dpm.com, great project resources for anybody. But also, uh, I'm I'm, I'm getting deeper into Todoist right now um, as my sort of personal checklist of things. Um, you know, across different devices. I know it's not, you know, it's it's not the newest, hottest thing, um, but it just has been keeping me just grounded in terms of understanding what I need to do each day. It's like try and do five things. I'm like, what? Not 55? Just five? <laughs> it's just, it's keeping me grounded. Nice, man. Nice. I, I was wondering, you asked like a project management expert, like everybody out there, like I feel like PM tools, like between PM tools and CRMs, like you guys own half the internet. Um, <laughs> what book would you recommend and why? This is not a sort of professional thing, uh, but I will always recommend, I'll always come back to The Alchemist. It's somewhere on my shelf here. Um, or any of these kind of sort of joy of coming of age stories. Because I think for me, it kind of grounds me again. Like Little Prince or things like that. Uh, I serve the King of England. Things that can just reorient you around the joy of why you're doing what you're doing. Because I think we get too bogged down with tasks and like how we do stuff and get stuff done. We sometimes forget about why we're doing it, the bigger picture, the magic that we felt at the beginning that brought us into this, whatever we're doing, um, just to remind yourself of that. Very cool. Well, if you didn't have a pen and paper to write all those down, you can check out yougurus.com slash podcast. If you listen to this week of, you'll see Galen's photo up at the top. Click on him and you'll get links out to todoist.com, the dpm.com, the alchemist, and other tips, takeaways, nuggets from today's episode. Galen, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything else you have that they can check out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, check us out at the dpm.com. We've got a member space community where we're venting and sharing tips all the time. We've got the DPM school where we do have fun practical training uh, that is project oriented, but not just for project managers. Um, and we're doing a lot of fun things right now on YouTube and Insta. So check us out at the digital PM on both, I believe. Um, but we're just trying to have fun with something that's terribly boring. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So if you are, uh, if you're looking to get uh, some help with project management or maybe your team or you'd like your team to, uh, sounds like the dpm.com can be a great resource for you. So check that out. Or we'll also link out to Galen's business at the dpm.com. We'll also link out to their social channels, their YouTube channel, their course page, their Instagram, all that stuff. So if you want to become a super fan of Galen, check out yougurus.com slash podcast. And we'll have that all in one place for you. Galen, thanks for stopping by the program today. 
Thank you for having me. And that is it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency.